Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Talk about songs, y'all. In fact, this is the 147th episode in which Sarah and I are talking about songs. And by I, I mean me, Mark. Hello. And by Sarah, I mean Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Um, So before we go any further, I am very pleased to announce that we have another listener voicemail to play uh again we do have our own phone number on which you can call us and leave us messages and we had a listener who did just that so let's roll that voicemail hi mark and sarah this is laura kl from governor's school 1986 although i was just laura k back then i'm leaving you this voicemail just because Sarah could have spent a lot less time looking for a phone number and one that's easily rememberable if she had used 867-5309. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this voicemail is how salty it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart, Laura, but i just like to point out that... I did search for that prefix, for ah. that suffix, for all sorts. Oh, I also love that you're now coming to me with a Southern gal accent. Laura, don't listen to her. She don't know nothing. She's from New Jersey. I'm from Tennessee. And I want to tell you that I appreciate you putting your little heart and soul into that voicemail. And um, no, Laura, seriously, though, it was good to hear from you. And I am a big fan for salty, sassy voicemails so thank you girl i so am i i totally agree i just wanted it on the record in whatever accent i choose (laughs) to use that was the miss evelyn special thank you to my mother-in-law bless her heart um i I just wanted to make it clear that that was not overlooked that was not overlooked as an option Mm, um mm -hmm. i'm on your wavelength and in fact i like went to try to cut like a shady clip and like cut all this together and try to be clever i basically outsmarted myself but like i always forget what a good break this song is like it's just like from the opening bars you're like paying attention let's just hear like the beginning I mean, I know that song is like such a shorthand for so many things and it's like overused in 80s flashbacks and stuff like that. But Gary Two-Tone, good for you. That that, that song endures and it endures on our voicemail as well. That is a, still a hot hit. It, Gary Two-Tone? Isn't it Tommy Two-Tone? It is Tommy Two-Tone. Why did I think it was Gary? <laughs> Gary, his cousin. Gary is my you know, dad. He runs that Wait. gravel spreading business out by Route 144. Is my dad secretly in this band? Because I've also always loved that the band is called Tommy Two Tone, but there's no one in the band named Tommy. It's like Hootie and the Blowfish. There's no Hootie. And they they have a bunch more tones than just two. 
Gary. <laughs> I'm Gary Tucci. Who am I, you know who I was mixing it, mixing it up with? Gary Glitter. Gary Glitter, who is t- has been canceled since before anyone was saying that people were canceled. <laughs> well, Are we listen. Talking about this song or Gary Glitter today? No, we're nope. not. Hello. So, so what I will say is, uh, listeners, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, the number is six four six. 3890767 that's 6463890 pop we'd love to hear from you but also we'd love to hear about today's official song which sarah this is a song that you brought to the table so why don't you tell us what we're going to be rapping about as the kids used to say in 1964 <laughs> yeah let's have a rap session um they actually were still saying that in 1990 because there was like a whole plot point on 90210 about the rap line. Oh, sure. Any hoodle. Um, There's also an about... unbearable Christmas show from the 60s that was written by a downtown theater collective called Christmas Rappings. Oh, you don't like that song? No, no, no. Christmas Rappings, like, we're going to rap about. Oh, like deep themes of Christmas and religion and identity. I was but like, it's... are you coming for the waitresses? No, no, oh. you know, no, I mean, just like rapping, like in the sixties, like in a how in a, in a be in kind of okay. way. Gotcha. And you can just imagine a bunch of people in an old church trying to get you to feel the spirit of their experimental theater Christmas wrappings. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, but anyway, you know would, what, you know, who would never do that to you? Who? Rihanna. Oh, there it is. And that is who we were talking about today. Um, we have been threatening to talk about Rihanna as the main focus of an episode for, I'm going to say, 99.5% of the life <laughs> of this podcast, which is long. Like, we literally have to have a spreadsheet because we forget some of the shit that we've already talked about. Rihanna has come up many, many times uh, before on the podcast in passing. Um, as like um, spiritual cousins with other people that we're talking about. Today we're going to be talking about <laughs> Bitch Better Have My Money, um, which as a, well, let's hear a clip because I have seen like all the versions of the video and I find Rihanna so um, visually compelling and beautiful and chic uh, that I'm wondering if you... I'm wondering how you feel about separating the audio from the visual. So let's hear a clip and then we will discuss. Shit, your wife in the backseat of my brand new foreign car. Don't act like you forgot. I call a shot, shot, shot. Like blah, blah, blah. Pay me what you want me. Don't act like you forgot. Bitch, but I have my money. Bitch, but I have my money. Like blah, blah, blah. 
Um, <laughs> she wrote an anthem for freelancers everywhere. <laughs> that explosion sound is like, this is the snippet that like we all want to send to editors and accounting departments that were like, dot, 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 dot. Okay, one time I had to work so hard to get paid by the official magazine of China Air that I went to Dumbo to the actual address of the magazine's base here in New York, which was shared by some other shitty airline magazine. And the sign on the door said, Booty Camp Productions. <laughs> and then I buzzed, and they brought At me my money. Time you kidnapped someone's wife yeah. and the Pomeranian, and you were like, bitch better have my money but i called them on the phone and i said i'm downstairs please bring me my check and they did but that was after like 12 weeks of waiting so truly that was a bitch better have my money moment so that's a really excellent way to think about this song's power yeah um the song's power also just as i was listening to that clip like it was hard to pull a clip that got in like all the different sort of um regions of the song that i enjoy i felt like that one was pretty representative um but again a big part of my enjoyment of this song historically like the way that i was first introduced to it was um my pod wife tara ariano um being like, you have got to see this video because the bitch in question is Mads Mickelson, who I love. Um, Eric Roberts is also in it as a possibly corrupt state trooper. I'm not totally sure what's going on with his character. I will say he looks good in a uniform, and I would. I'm not proud of it, but there it is. Um, but the the visuals and this story and her posse and her style uh and then everything that's sort of subtext after um like the chris brown shit 10 years ago like there's just something so satisfying visually about this video and her eye for her own image and style And the way that she puts that in the world is amazing. But then when you're just sitting here listening to the clip, you're like, oh, yeah, she has this, like, gorgeous, beautiful, elastic voice also that she's using in this sort of half-sung, half-wrapped song uh, that is very, like, it's just very boss. I really love this song. Um you know, it comes up on shuffle all the time. I don't need the visual, but I just like am ensorcelled by it every time I come across it because it's just really cool to look at and expensive. Oh, she's the best. Sky Couch was the name of that magazine, by the way, for China Air. Sky Couch? Yeah. <laughs> That's so the that... name of my sex tape. <laughs> Oh, colon, bitch better have my money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'll say. So there are, in my workout playlist, at any given moment, two Rihanna songs present at all times. I I also enjoy many, many Rihanna ballads. I think that when Rihanna first arrived on the scene in 2005 with the song 
ponder replay which really started to hit just as I moved to New York City. So I always think of that as a fresh to New York song for me. It was easy to dismiss her as just being the serviceable, serviceable, serviceable voice on top of somebody else's dope beat. But maybe <laughs> to think that she didn't have much of a personality. But oh, how wrong we were. Uh, mm. She was a teenager when she first burst onto the scene. Even still, I think she was even still a teenager when. Um, she had her first number one hit, which was SOS, which was also the lip sync for the recent season 11 finale of Drag Race, or one of the songs that they did on the finale. But then by the time that she moved into the Umbrella period and the all of the songs after that, she really did emerge as an artist with a clear point of view and a distinct voice that, like you said, I think is really interesting and she can do a lot with it. She can sing a ballad like Stay. I don't know if you know that one. That's just really beautiful and demonstrates. Oh, yeah. No, that was, uh, that's how she snuck in the first time, is in her list of oh, God, that's songs right. named Stay. God, yeah. Uh, and then uh, people, when I say that we forget shit that we talked about, we have talked about a lot of shit. We have talked about right. a lot of shit. We have talked about a lot of shit. Because I remember that the Maurice Williams and the Zodiac version of Stay, or their song called Stay, ranked number one in that episode now yeah, i remember that but that video i remember we talked a lot about that video and about her voice and the yeah. directness of it and the fearlessness of her interpretations that just was in a in a song that was a, a lot about being fearful so yeah mm. she's a she's an artist in addition to being a like extremely charismatic star now, that being said, I think this might be my least favorite Rihanna song. And really? I really do not like it, and I really do not like the video. So we huh. um, are at an interesting crossroads <laughs> on this particular one. For me, I can intellectually understand that it is very expensive in terms of its production. It's very well made. The video is beautiful. She looks beautiful. The All of the shots are beautiful. But I find the violence in this song and especially the violence in this video to be so empty and hollow and gratuitous. And I am all for posturing to let people know that mm. you're a badass, but there's just something about it that for me, my scale tips over here and it's too much and I find it to be unpleasant. It makes me feel assaulted. And I'm not saying that, Rihanna shouldn't talk about those things. She can talk about whatever she wants. She can put whatever images she wants in her video. But for me, the the senseless, hollow cruelty of the video, especially, but also really of the song. Mm, I Do don't know. It's just it turns that, me off. Uh, I'm not trying to talk you out of it, um, and I'm not. I'm also not sure. Like the question that I'm about to ask, I don't have an answer to um do you think that the um the violence and the like the very gratuitousness of it is supposed to be a comment on the way that that can um perfuse male hip-hop artists videos I mean, maybe it is, but to not me... Not that that should make a difference to you. Again, I'm not trying to tell you 
oh no listen hearing it wrong obviously how long have we been doing this i'm just wondering because it it sort of was like oh is that part of it because i never thought about it before well let me back up and say that i hadn't seen this music video until about five days ago when we decided to talk about this song i had obviously heard the song many times before and honestly this song also just is kind of boring to me and I never found myself listening to it. I never once listened to it on purpose because I don't really think that the song, as expensive and well-made as it is, is very interesting, which is just not true of a lot of Rihanna songs. I don't want to make it seem in any way like I don't like her. Oh, I actually also just remembered that the song she did with Nerd, Lemon, was in my top 10 of 2017, so we talked about her then as well. Oh, I didn't care for that one. Isn't that interesting? I remember. Yeah, that was one where you were like not necessarily feeling the beat anyway rihanna she is she contains multitudes but the video <laughs> she does really made me feel sick to my stomach and like legitimately made me feel ill uh, because she kidnaps this woman and just does all these horrible things to her who is supposed to be the wife of the guy who kept her money right. and i think that you know if she is trying to make a comment about how she is now claiming for herself what so many men have claimed, which is the authority that comes through violence, the authority that comes through uh, handling your financial shit, the authority that comes through attacking white womanhood, which is so often held up as this symbol of capitalist oppression and racial oppression. She may be doing all of those things, and that is great i mean clearly that is a statement that she is free to make but for me the impact of that statement is completely obviated by the sickening feeling i get by watching it and i am i'm just experiential unpleasantness sort of yeah Yeah. it's like any any filmmaker who says that the explicit rape in their film is a comment on our society i'm like okay i'm still not ever going to watch that or any Michael Hanukkah film it, where the, the the sadistic violence is supposed to be implicating the audience or a whatever. It's okay, maybe, but I find it too disturbing to watch. And this video for me tips into that Or like arena. Von Trier, that it's just like emotional Oof, yeah. torture porn. Yeah, I mean, I, like Hanukkah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I will note that it seems to me like the hostage is like won over with marijuana but and like makeovers but still like they're all in this motel and it does seem like maybe she's been she is partying with them converted to the idea that her husband mr mickelson is a shithead who deserves whatever he gets but then the heavy, but then the heavy implication is that they kill her anyway. I wasn't sure about that. I felt like it's once true. she had been sort of brought on board with like, here's why we took you. It's because your husband is a twat, as they say on Scott and Bailey, and um, he took my money and he's using it to you know cheat on you yeah but still there's still there's the scene of her being held underwater and under the pool float when eric roberts shows up i don't know look again this video that seemed like yeah i mean who knows the the point is i 
totally accept that there are arguments to be made about the points that she is trying to make with this particular piece of culture. But those points are going to be lost on me as an individual because of my own visceral negative response to the violence. And that is not the case clearly for many other people. This video has been seen a hell of a lot of times. And there are other instances in my life where uh, aestheticized violence are uh, actually does reach me and uh, like Kill Bill is a great example of a film where a woman is exacting violent revenge on all different types of people and societies and modes of oppression and it's hella fucking violent but for whatever reason it's styled in such a way or Uma Thurman portrays the bride in such a way that I can go on the ride but there's just something about this particular video that just doesn't do it for me. And I thought a lot about the fact, like, am I unconsciously responding to a white woman being in peril? Like, am I bringing some racial shit to this because she is, oh, Rihanna is obviously a woman of color. And I mean, honestly, I don't know. I can also say that I have seen and enjoyed uh, other f- female pop stars of color being overtly violent in their videos. Uh, Nicki Minaj is someone who brandishes a lot of violent imagery and I don't know. So I'm just, I, I, it's, it's interesting to realize that this is what I feel like is the torture of a person. And then also like she's covered in blood at the end has clearly killed someone all for some money. I don't know. It just, if, I, I think also the fact that it is just so unapologetically about money, whereas in Kill Bill, for instance, it's because he tried to kill her. I don't know. It just feels like capitalism wins and the human soul dies, I guess. And that kind of violence just makes me feel sick. Yeah, I have zero problem with that. <laughs> zero. Especially because it's... I. I think that it has to be a comment on how much of hip hop is or has historically been male dominated and how mm-hmm. much of it is about like just talking about your diamonds and, you know, talking about your ride and how fast it is and how much it costs and how you'll fuck anyone up who tries to, who like scratches your rolls and, um, I think for her in particular to be like, I can't tell if she's subverting, she's trying to subvert the trope or she's embracing it without satirical intention. I don't think she can pull off doing both. Uh, I, I do think it's the former um, just because of the, the way it's shot. Like I just, I I think that it would be less um, not noteworthy. Like, I'm not saying that you would be like, oh, well, if it were if it were a male artist doing this, that would be fine because I'm used to that. That's I'm not putting those words or any others in your mouth. Um, But I, I wonder if there's not something that like trips the response a little faster because it's there's something about it that you're not accustomed to 
I I just don't like watching people get tortured. Is the mm. primary thing. I don't yeah, want to see well, that. There, there I, you go. I mean, it, honestly, it makes me feel physically sick to see depictions of people being tortured. So that's pretty much where we are. It, yeah. Well, you know, like, uh, and they really don't. They really don't cover this character up at all. I mean. You yeah, know, it's like in fairness, tortured. you're seeing a lot of Rihanna acreage also, but that's much more like she's, she's much being, more in control of that. So she's being tortured and degraded. And, you know, you see things like that, for instance, in the movie 12 Years a Slave, you see Patsy being tortured and degraded in. But it's like to make me consider the evils of American America's buried history. So I will go for the ride. I feel like. To me, just personally, again, personally, I'm not sure that whatever she's trying to get at in this in this piece of art is enough to warrant the way the the sickness that I feel. I guess this is also oh, well, like the reason yeah, I, I mean, don't watch the hostile like, movies or the to, song movies or whatever. It doesn't have to warrant anything. Like if you don't like it and it grosses you out, then that's it, and there doesn't have to be like. But I, you know. You're not required say, to mount a defense of that feeling, but I huh. um, am, you know, d- darker hearted than thee. I think we can all agree and d- didn't flinch at it for whatever reason. And I do wonder if that both of those responses aren't something that she's trying to mm-hmm. get at a little bit. Or she, I mean, she could be calling out capitalism. Or she could just be trying to get paid, and I'm sort of okay with it either way. Yeah, and you know, no matter what, it is very clear that she is an artist who knows how to say things in a way that forces us to pay attention. And whether or not we like whatever iteration she's on at the moment, I want to keep paying attention to Rihanna because... She followed this up uh, with the song Work, which is so fucking good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I believe we talked about in our Grammys episode from a few years ago. God, we really have, like, gotten obliquely into Rihanna many times. Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting that you bring up the fact that I'm not required to justify my response, which is true. But damned if it doesn't feel that way. (laughs) I feel like we are currently in a cultural moment where we feel like we have to explain our reasoning because there, and maybe this is again, maybe this is just me, but I feel like we're the political discourse in our country has devolved to screaming and emotion. And I, I feel like I want to investigate my, I want to honor my emotional immediate responses to things, but I also want to investigate them. But you're also right. Like, nah, not for me. And maybe sometimes there's a value in just letting that be the thing. We're also, I mean, I said that and I believe it, but I think that your response to my response is also um, understandable because we are in a place culturally where, you know, thinking people are trying to unpack historical responses to art from artists of color that um, has made people like Tipper Gore uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, has led to um, you know a lot of dog whistling from the 
like from the concert socially conservative parts of the country um about you know that gangster rap like you know there's there's a lot tied up in responses to this to that genre and to uh a lot of sort of not whatever boundary pushing like this is standing miles away from the nearest boundary wearing like a thong and a little you know plastic see-through mini dress and gunning a chainsaw so that's that's you know we're past that but i think that your instinct to be like you know i think it is okay to just be like i find this repellent Mm -hmm. but your instinct to sort of feel like you should look twice at that just in case is also fine and i think you know that's your and for christ's sake it's not it's not the podcast is not called mark and sarah have quick unexplored responses to songs yeah it's not mark and sarah <laughs> give thumbs up and thumbs down to songs and have no discussion it's mark and sarah talk about songs and we have but i also want to say i also think that your response Obviously, you don't need me to tell you this, but I really like that we have a very different response to this song. And I like that you like it. I like that you really get into it because I think it's exciting that a song and a music video can provoke very different responses in two people who get along and overlap in their opinions very often. Mm, Yeah, I agree. Okay, then. Bitch better have my polite lack of consensus. Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.